Otsuji again and Sadegasis from around the entire world. Today I have the amazing privilege to be interviewing Sephora Per. Sephora, how you doing? Hello, I'm very excited to be here. This is so fun. Amazing. All right, first question. Can you please share with us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, a little bit about your background? Let's hear. All right, so my name is Sephora Pear. I'm a singer-songwriter, and um, I started getting into, well, I guess I would say there's there's really three components to the things that I do in general, because really, I think probably what I'm on here for is as a singer-songwriter, but I do other things outside of music and I also have a podcast tour with Sephora tour podcast oh, wow um so that's you know maybe a little deep for your I assume have a young audience 14 um but you know everything that I do so it's again the music the singing songwriting um I'm also I've been a teacher for I taught for about eight years oh, and wow. um and I'm now getting I'm getting my degree now in social work so all of those things, they seem like they're all over the place, but they really have a couple of things in common. And I guess the first thing is the language aspect, right? Because it's singing, it's writing, it's speaking. So there's that. There's the human nature piece. Most of my music is about human nature and really doing like a deep dive into human nature and emotion and under you know connection. Um, and so that's also you know, a piece of teaching, social work, you know, it's all the same thing. It's all about the human psyche. Um, and the last piece is obviously music, right? So yeah. those are like the three things that I think um, play a role in the various things that I do and that I'm interested in. And I guess I could take you back to each of those if you want to hear. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Let's hear it. All right. So like starting with the language piece, because that's a huge part I consider myself, I guess I would say singer-songwriter, but the songwriting is a huge piece for me. Like the writing aspect of singing and of music is probably the most. So yeah, so from a very young age, I just had a knack for language. I started reading when I was like three. I taught myself how to read. And then I started writing really young also. Um, obviously not music yet, but I was writing. I wrote my first poem, I think in second grade, I started learning poems. Yeah. and. Um, I remember actually, like, I, when I was in first grade, we had to write letters to, like, we were learning how to write a letter to someone, and everybody got a different girl in the class to write a letter to, and I remember that I, so I, I started writing the letter to the girl, and I remember very specifically that I wanted to fill up the whole page, because I was, like, almost close to the bottom, so I was like, oh, I should just keep writing, like, other things so I could fill it up, whatever, um, I didn't even understand at the time, like what was such a big deal, but actually my teacher ended up sending it to the principal, Rabbi Ehrenreich. Um, that's all he was the principal of Isakovar Park at the time. And he had it hanging on his wall for like a couple of years, this letter that oh I had written goodness. because, because <laughs> it was like this long, you know, but I didn't know, like, I just thought like everybody wrote letters. Like I didn't really totally understand what the big deal was that I had written like a longer letter but I you know it was like a full page so there's always something that was like natural to me in terms of like the reading the writing um 
like a lot of the books that we would do in school, I had already read at home, you know, things like that. So that was like the language piece that was just like, it's a gift like anything else. And it was just something that was natural to me. Um, but of course, like another big part of it is the emotional part of it and the shearing, right? Like being able to, um, you know, experience deep emotions, identify those emotions, and then put it into words and also be willing to share that with other people. So that's another big part of it. And that's also something that like, again, I guess it comes from like, just a place of being a deep person, um, which it seems like you are too, right? And like being a, having big, like big dreams. Um, I write about this type of stuff a lot on my album, these types of things, where it's just about like feeling things very strongly and then, you know, wanting to get that out and then being a sharer, right? Like just, I like to share, right? So that's also goes into like the teaching thing, right? So it's like all of it is very intertwined in that way. Um, and I forgot what the three things I said were, <laughs> language, music, and emotions, right? So I, I basically went through all three. Music, it was interesting because I, I always loved music and I was always like in the choirs. And um, I have this really interesting story with singing because I think that it's like, if I ask, when did you start singing? Like I can say at two, three years old, but I think all two, three, two and three year olds like singing. Yeah. Know, like, <laughs> so I don't know, like every kids like singing, kids like music. But when I was in first grade, I, we had a Carcine I play and my teacher, Morganswag, there were no solos or anything. It was just this cute, like choir. It was, you know, I don't think it was a play. It was just like a choir of some kind. And, but my older sister, she had, um, there were solos in her like performance that she was having. So we had this, like, it was like a Harsini play. And um, I, like, we didn't have, it was just a choir. And, but my sister, who was my older sister, she had, there were solos in her play that she was doing. So that's why I knew like what that even meant. And I went to my teacher, cause this is like how bold I was. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, being like six years old. And I went to my teacher and I asked her, can I have a solo? The only girl in the whole class, like we weren't having solos. And I think about this a lot because I think like the influence that you can have at that young age, you know, you're very impressionable. And like my, I just sometimes think like my whole life could have gone a different way if she had responded critically or like, you know, because yeah. it was a very bold thing to do. And it was a little <laughs> insane <laughs> like now that I think about it, but I just was very confident. And I was like, can I have a solo? And she said, yes. And they gave me the solo. I did like the last paragraph, like of all the mountains, Hashem chose Sinai, like the last little paragraph of the song. And I had a solo and like, you know, it's like, how does somebody decide that they're good at something? A lot of times it's just what you're kind of told, right? Like through your younger years. And um, so I'm just like, I'm so grateful to her that she kind of encouraged that. I'm just like, I'm very grateful to this teacher because you know, it, like the fact that she gave me such a positive association with singing and with performing and like she could have, it could have gone a very different way where I would have been left with a very bitter taste in my mouth when it comes to anything like that. But I just, you know, I, I felt so much joy and I was so proud of myself. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was like a huge step in terms of just becoming loving music and then obviously I was just always involved in like choir and being choir head or being involved in the choir and things like that and um I only started writing music when I was in like for real when I was in high school um and that was when am I do you want to like ask me other questions or I should just keep talking keep talking Let's okay hear. sounds good so yeah when I was like 
I think I was 15 about like going into 11th grade, maybe. Um, I had like been thinking about if I could write music, but I was like, I, cause I had written a bunch of songs like to other people's tunes, you know, like writing lyrics. Oh uh, yeah. But I, cause I, and that I knew how to do because I knew I was a writer and I knew I could write poetry and other things, but I was like, I don't know if I could write music. Cause like, how, how do you do that? Right. <laughs> how do you write a, a song which is like a question that a lot of people ask me now and I'm like I, I don't know how to explain it right because it's a it's a very like larger than life kind of thing so I was like how do I how do I do it and then I just decided one day I was like you know every song that anybody wrote like was any song that I've ever heard was written by a person right so how did they know that they could write songs so why can't I like try it right so I just sat down and I wrote it and I sang it to like my roommates like my I was in camp like my roommates in camp my friends and they were like they you know they were like it's they loved it blah 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 and then that was it like I just started writing songs then and then I just kept going with it a lot of it was like in the beginning for school and for camp and things like that and then eventually just wow. my own things that I wanted to say so yeah I guess that's like to make a short story long <laughs> that's how um that's a, that's a little bit about my background and all of the different areas of the things that I do Wow, beautiful. All right. So you're a singer and songwriter. Um, how did you get into such an intense job, like actually starting the process of singing on stage? Um, please share that with us. All right. So it's funny because I, I don't necessarily think of it as my job, which I think is an important thing to say because, you know, we live in a society that is very centered on and I know like you're still in high school, so you could have maybe a little bit, I think even at your age, you're already being told it's like, whatever you do has to be your job. And I think it's really important to say like, do what you love, especially when it comes to art or chesed or anything like that, like do what you love. And like, you could always get a job, right? Like that doesn't have to be your job. So I think it's really important to say that like, I do other things and I have other passions outside of music, but it is something that I love to do. And then I do, and that maybe it will be my job one day. I don't know, but it's not important to me that it becomes my job. It's just something that I really love to do. But in terms of performing, like I said, I was never shy. So I gave you the story about my solo. That was my first solo. Um, and I know like, you know, I don't know what it's like now. I know when I was in high school, elementary school, like it wasn't as cool to be in choir. Like the cool girls were always in the, in dance. But I always was in choir because I just loved choir. Like that was what I loved to do. I loved singing, and um, and so I was. That was always what I was involved in. Like in when I was a senior in high school, I was choir head for the play. You know, like wow. that was just always what I liked to be in, yeah. and I enjoyed it. And you know, um, so that was like in terms of singing. I just, I, I wasn't. I, 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 I don't think I was ever shy as a person you know and so I think like people the thing that sometimes maybe would hold somebody back from performing would be like stage fright um mm. right or being shy but I just I don't know I just always like I like the spotlight as a kid you know I, I just I I've, like I loved attention when I was a kid and then it was like you know hopefully I can channel that into a little bit more of a healthy way as an adult but it wasn't, you know, it was just, it's not something that scared me. Everybody gets butterflies, you know, before you perform, yeah. even I'm sure like, cause I have a podcast too, like right before I record a podcast, I get a little bit nervous, you know, like still, but like, it's, it's just something that I can just work right past. It's not something that's debilitating to me and the joy of 
either entertaining or informing, you know, depending, inspiring, whatever it is, that's like so much stronger than any fear of that would hold me back from it. Right. Wow. Um, can you please describe to us what preparation for a recording or singing on stage looks like? Um, okay, so let me think. Um, recording is in a way a performance, right? So, but it's different because, you, you know, you can do it as many times as you want. You can redo it as many times as you want. And I'm usually just alone in my room um, recording. I tend to record very late at night because I live in Brooklyn. So there's always noise around. And oh, I wow. have a very sensitive mic and I like to just get really clean sound. So like I'll record at three, sometimes later in the morning, like between like three and 6 a.m. when it's really quiet. And I'm a night person. A lot of artists are night people. So it's like just works out, you know, um, and it's fine. But when it comes to performing, I'll definitely like listen to music and even recording. I'll listen to music a lot before because um, and I'll, I'll concentrate on like thinking about the person that I'm listening to. Like I, I'll think about them being in the studio singing and that kind of like revs me up and gives me the confidence to then get in front of the mic and record. So I actually do listen to a lot of music um, before I record. Wow. And again, like specifically concentrating on like the vocals and, and like just picturing the person singing and it's like, yeah, they just got in the studio saying, right. Like, and then, okay, now I'll get in the studio. I'll sing. Um, so that's like a big thing that I do. And then, um, I just try really hard when it comes to like a performance, not to overthink it, you know, because I've been a teacher for so long, it's really nice when you have an audience that you don't, you know, you don't have to discipline, right? Like they're there voluntarily. So that's like the advantage that I've had as a teacher where like as a teacher, even if, you know, even if you're a good teacher, every teacher experiences the feeling knowing that like your students would rather have recess, right? Like that's just the truth. Um, and so it's like, you have like a certain kind of audience as a teacher that really would, if they could be somewhere else, would rather be somewhere else. Even if you're the best teacher in the world, you at least have many days like that. If not just that's the nature of the job. So like that definitely helped me so that when I'm in front of an audience, like if I'm speaking or if I'm singing, I'm like, this is a great audience. They want to be here. <laughs> what do I have to be nervous about? So that's something that I think about as well before I perform. Wow, beautiful. What's something you really love about this job? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I mean, I, I would have to say the thing that I really love the most is the, the idea that like I can be part of the soundtrack of a person's life. I think that's like a really incredible thing to think about. And um, I've just gotten so many messages and from so many people that, or met people that I don't know. I never knew them. And like people have actually told me, this was like mind blowing because this is not something I even considered when I started putting out music. Like people have told me real things that they have changed in their life that I obviously wouldn't share publicly, but real like practical changes where like their life went in a different direction because of a song that I wrote and that's like just wow. an incredible feeling like what more can I ask for as a songwriter than to know that you know there's a person that I never met that their whole life ended up on a different path in significant ways because of my music I think that that's something that like you know is just it's 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 the best part because when I wrote, when I write music, I, there's something that I have to get out, right? Like that's something that yeah. I'm feeling. 
right? And it's like, that's something that I have to do for myself. And that's why I write music. But then having, like, I, I don't think I even really thought that far ahead in terms of music, right? I'm just writing the song. And I even have songs on my album that like, I didn't even think people would necessarily understand or like I thought it was a little out there. And then people, I'll see people like, and, you know, like I, I have a song on my album um, called Change the World, What Do I Do Now? It's a very deep song. Um, and it's definitely, I don't know that it's like a teenage song, but I remember that song. I was like, I didn't think anybody's gonna understand this, but like, this is something that I have to write. And then I played it for a few of my friends and they were crying. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't, think anybody you know so it's just it's an amazing thing with music and again with like every all the other things that I do but specifically with music there's something that's really powerful about writing music and being able to hear that from people I think is the best part but I would just ask I'm curious like what is the best part for you can I ask that how did you know I sing <laughs> well I didn't I was just like I know that you share and I know that you're you're obviously like I I would assume that a lot of the things that I'm talking about about being confident and having big dreams like I would assume that that applies for you as well because you're doing this at this age on this level it's really incredible it's it's inspiring I'm sure like even for me when they like reached out to me I was like 14 that's so <laughs> inspiring like to me so many things that like I want to do I'm like wait if she's doing that at 14 like I could definitely do that like what am I so scared of so it's a really incredible thing that you're doing and I'm sure you're inspiring a lot of people even maybe people that you wouldn't even expect yeah um, yeah so what's the best part for you mm, that's a good question I think meeting new people and hearing other people's stories because my goal of my interviews, not my daily videos, I'm talking about my interviews. My goal of my interviews is to show that every single person has a story, um, yeah. no matter what the story is. And not only that, there's so many people that have a similar story to the person that's sharing their story and they feel so validated and connected because of this interview that's, let's say, five minutes long. Because yeah. they realize that not only them has a story, not only them, it's not only them that's struggling. Every single person struggles. Every single person has a story. And that's my goal. And that's what I really love doing. Wow. That's very wise. And it's a, it's like, um, it's a very wise answer. And I understand that, you know, you're bringing on guests that like maybe would intimidate certain people, but like you clearly see that they're just human beings, right? Like everybody's just a human being. And um, I, I can see that you're interested in the story behind the person and not just like you know the yeah face yeah, yeah that's really nice yeah I have another question for you what's something you don't like about this job good question um what's something I don't like well like in a technical sense there's certain parts of music that are very technical when you're recording there's like editing that's involved there's a lot of okay, let's try it this way. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. It, like there's <laughs> a lot of that stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, and so like, that's definitely like in a technical sense, like the, just the really technical stuff, that part I don't love, but it's, it's like, I'm constantly reminding myself, like you were, you, you hated when you weren't doing music, right? Like that's like what I have to right. because to like get through the weeds sometimes, like that could be a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, I, like I really love, I really love doing music. I really love, I really do love it. 
Um, yeah, I think the only thing that I don't love is really just some, some of the technical stuff and then some of the, you know, like the tediousness that goes through it. Because like, again, like as an artist, it's like the writing, like that's actually often the, the fastest part, but it's also a lot of time, it's usually the most exciting, right? Because it's just yeah. it's like, it's, it's coming, you know, it's like a new thing being born, right? And it's so exciting. Mm. And then you have to like sit down and get technical about it and put in the work. So, and then it's exciting again, when you can share it with people, but like the in-between, in-between the writing and sharing it with people, there's a lot of work that goes in there. And I'm not a very patient person when it comes to this stuff, because it's like, you know, a painter can just, they paint their painting and now it's done, right? Yeah. But there's like, it's like a very different kind of process when it comes to music. Um, and I'm like impatient, you know, like, especially with the album, I worked on the album for two and a half years. And actually? So, two and a half years, yeah. In between Whoa. that, I put out my first single, Like an Angel, and then Dear Future Me a couple months later. And then there was like a, a long time before I put out my full album. It was a long time between when I was right. So I had all of this music and, you know, even now that I put out my first album, like, I don't know that a second album would feel as excruciating to wait, but I was like, I had so many songs that were done because it was the album's 10 songs. So it was like when I had like seven songs ready and I still couldn't cheer it, like that waiting time was yeah. so like, that was excruciating. Like towards the end, it just got like really hard. And I was like, I just want to put it out. Um, so yeah, that part's hard, but you know, um, anything that you really are passionate about and that you love, it's, it's worth putting in the work for, you know. 100% love it. Is it hard to juggle your daily life plus what you do? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the answer is yes. I want to interview goes like this. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm like, that's my answer. No, um, like I said, like I do stay up I, I do late nights. The week that the album came out, I think I had pulled an all-nighter every night that week. Like that was a, like it was every night, like staying wow. up till 6 a.m. So I do a lot of, um, a lot of work at night, um, which I'm sure again is like common for artists, like doing a lot of like late night work. Um, I'm not really a morning person in general. Um, and so that's like the main thing is just, you know, everything is in waves and every, you know, you have like, I have like moments where I'm like, I'm in over my head. Like, what am I doing? This is way too much, but I know that it passes. And the next thing, you know, you're like, it's midwinter vacation and you have like barely any, you know, so it's all about like, just, um, powering through the times that become really, really hectic. Um, but the answer is yes, it's, it's a lot to bear. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, who is somebody you really, really admire? That's good because I have more than one person. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I definitely would have to, I would have to say my mother. I know that could be a little bit of a cliche for an answer, but my mother is not a cliche. <laughs> she, um, she's definitely somebody that I admire and I, I really respect because she always, like, she never thought the world was too big for me, you know, like, she taught me my whole life that, like, if there's something that I want to do, like, I can do it, but also, like, she's someone that's really an anchor for me in terms of trying to keep myself grounded in, in terms of the, 
like the the spiritual side of things as well you know because there's still an importance to stay connected in terms of SNES, right? Like there's other pieces that are really important. Um, I feel like I, I go to her a lot to talk about different things and, and she has really good, a really good lens and the ability to really discern like what the right thing is um, as well as just like constant belief in me. Um, and I think that that's, that's really amazing. Some people have to be their own cheerleader, but I think it's also really common for people, like when they talk about like the naysayers, people are going to tell you can't do it. I think it's really common for people, for the naysayers to be yourself. Like, I don't think that that's so uncommon where it's like people around you are really encouraging. You're the one that's like, I can't do it. I'll never be able to do this. I'll never be able to do that. Um, that's definitely the truth for me. Like I'm the naysayers. Um, and so specifically my mother, but other people around me as well, um, really encourage me and believe in me. And that's like, a, that's, you know, a really big thing. Beautiful. Um, how do you deal with pressure and stressful situations? Oh, in general, you're saying in general, not like specifically in general, in general. <laughs> how do I deal with stress? I, I mean, music is a really big thing for me. I have like a thousand playlists, like for every specific mood, you know, <laughs> like this kind of mood with that, like this type, you know. Um, so music is a huge, huge part. Um, and I think also like just sometimes taking out some time and realizing like sometimes I'll be really stressed and I'll realize actually the only thing that I have to do for tomorrow is like one thing you know, sometimes when you really think about it, I'm like, these other things I actually don't have to do until next week, right? So I try to like pull out like the, you know, if I'm feeling too overwhelmed. So I just try to separate out like what I actually have to do, especially like, because a lot of what I do is not necessarily specific deadlines when it comes to like projects that I'm working on. So sometimes I'll just separate out and just be like, okay, what do I actually have to do tomorrow? Um, for tomorrow and like only do those things and I like to make lists a lot like a lot of times you feel like you have a thousand things and then you start writing them down and like I definitely have some times where I'm even like try I'm like wait there's only four things on my list and then I'm like I find myself trying to think of other things that I miss because like when I actually see it in front of me the list is not that long so lists are really helpful to just really be able to see like what do I have to do for tomorrow? What do I have to do for Tuesday? What do I have to do for next week, right? And being able to just separate out and only focus on the things that I actually have in front of me, which is often not as much as you think when you're just like feeling chaotic. Wow. All right. One more question. Are you ready? All right. Last question. All right. Um, what is a life lesson that you can oh. teach us? Yeah, I think when it comes to life lessons, there's like different kinds of lessons that you could give, right? It's like practical. It could be um, from a ruchnias perspective. It could be from like an emotional perspective. Um, but I think in general, especially because again, I'm assuming that you have a younger audience. Um, so really just starting I don't, out. by the figuring... way. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, more That's adults cool. than my... More adults than, than young kids. Wow. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because, you know, this is like for everybody really, but um, I think that 
kind of what I said earlier is really important. Like it's important to remember that anything that anybody has ever done was done by a person, right? Like anything that anybody accomplished, it was accomplished by a human being. That's just as human as you, as me, as anybody that's watching, right? There's nothing that's been accomplished that w by a human that wasn't accomplished by a human being, right? And so I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind because sometimes you only see people at the end of their success, right? Like you'll, well, unless it's someone you know personally, right? Like you see someone and you're like, wow, they like accomplished like, you know, Elon Musk and like, wow, like, he, you know, SpaceX. But like, you didn't see him when he was just a kid in school, right? Like just a regular kid. I'm sure he was very smart, but like a regular, right? So everybody's just a regular person at the end of the day. We all have our gifts, we all have our strengths, but everybody, any human accomplishment was accomplished by a human. And so you sometimes, when you see the final product, you're like, well, I can't do that. They do that. That person does that. But that person is also just a person. So if other people can do something and you have those tools that you were given, then I don't think that there's any reason why other people should have been able to do something that you can't do, right? And then that really comes to like a second point that I would say, which is like similar, but maybe just in a more working sense, which is I think that in that line, I continue with that line of thinking, knowing that everything that's accomplished is just human accomplishments and you're given the gifts that you're given. I think that when you think about your gifts and you acknowledge what they are, it's just always really important to remember who gave you those gifts, right? right? And I think like, if you constantly remind yourself, like these are gifts, I'm just a regular person, right? Like I'm just a regular human being and I have certain gifts that I was given. Everybody has different gifts. It doesn't have to even be like in terms of art or like stage talent or anything like that. Everybody has gifts, you know, just remembering who gave that to you will always keep you in check in terms of like, what are you gonna do with that gift, right? How are you going to use that gift if you're constantly remembering where that came from? So I think that would be my words of wisdom. Beautiful. All right, Purple. Thank you so much for joining this beautiful one. Well, however, yourself interview. We will be out here for more interviews and daily videos. Please WhatsApp the number 541-604-8581. And don't forget to elevate the planet. To be added to the electric chat, please contact the number 541-604-8581.